With us once again is Lisa Headley, the founder and creator of the Mayflower Spa, with another segment of Lisa Headley's Strategies for Dealing with Stress. Hello. Hello there. So I didn't sound promising before? <laughs> you had the slight edge of exasperation in your voice. Yes, like, it could be because I was trying to give my dogs fluids, which is pretty much all over the wall. Did you ever have a brother or a child who who you'd give them food when they were much younger, of course, and if they didn't want it, they, would, they, they, they could just decorate the wall with it? No. Why specifically a brother? I had a sister like that. Because uh, I had a brother like that. Uh, yeah. I, I had a brother who could, I mean, his his aim was was immaculate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's funny how people decide which way they're going to rebel. Right. I'm and, not taking um, that food. I'm not staying in this crib no matter what you do. I used to be a, I, one summer I was a, you know, au pair. And, well, actually, this is not a story fit for radio. It was just a child that would do, do just unbelievably nasty things in its crib. So you'd go in there and the walls would be smeared. It was just nasty, disgusting. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, what kind of kid are you going to grow up to be? And I've always wanted to call back those really wacko parents and say, so, how's your son? <laughs> <laughs> but I never have. Because, you know, you kind of wonder what a kid like that grows up to be. Yeah, mine grew up to, uh, my brother grew up to be a perfectly, uh, well, really, once he got what he wanted, which was not to be left with a certain person, uh, it, 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 it abated Right. Well, you know, it's all about what they want. I mean, you know, well, especially if they're Aries. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have to figure out how to control their world somehow, which but, is such a perfect segue, because I have been thinking about something for the last couple of days that I overlook all the time when I'm talking to people, and I've forgotten. So I recently have started remembering to talk to clients and to talk on this show about evening practices, evening routines. Because we talk a lot about, like, you know, I'm obsessed with what to do when you first wake up in the morning so that you can start your day off right and set the tone and be physically where you want to be. But we don't talk a lot about evening routines. And I realized, I mean, I was just musing on this the other day, that if you don't set yourself up at night, it's a chicken and egg thing. Then you wake up and you, you're immediately hurled into whatever disaster you've left behind the evening before. And that can be in a physical culture way, it can be in a mental culture way, and it can also be like just the physical surroundings that you leave yourself in. So my proposition for today was to discuss some evening routines and how to get motivated to do them. And um, I sort of, you know, I always think of things as I just broke them down into like, you know, physical culture things. And so let's start with that one. At night... But first of all, it is my understanding in the exercise and fitness world that people have pretty much debunked any ideas of when you should exercise as being the optimal time for weight loss or fitness. Because one thing we know, if you exercise on an empty stomach, for example, first thing in the morning, you're going to eat right into your protein store, which is what? It's your muscle. And if you eat your muscle, then you're going to be less efficient at burning fat. So that would not be a good way to go. Likewise, exercising late in the evening has a deleterious effect in the sense that it can make you more awake. It can give you too much energy to be able to calm down and go to sleep. Besides that, I'd say people should exercise whenever their rhythm of their personal body tells them that they want to exercise. Or their personal schedule. Yeah, whatever. But those are sort of two parameters that I think people need to remember and keep in their minds. Also, what's your goal for exercising? Is it a stress reliever. I mean, I get to the end of the day on the very rare day when I haven't done a yoga practice 
or, or some, you know, what I consider a yoga practice for me. And I just, I can feel every muscle in my body tight. And when every muscle in your body's tight, it's not good. You're not going to get a good night's sleep, and you're not going to wake up feeling refreshed and good the next day, potentially. So I say that in the physical culture sense, one should have a good evening routine of just getting the kinks out. And if you've had a day that's full of very satisfying physical stuff and your body feels great and fluid and terrific, then it could be as simple as just, you know, checking in, rolling your neck out, rolling your shoulders, rolling your wrists, rolling your ankles, feeling where you are, taking some deep breaths to kind of quiet down for the evening. That could be it. It could be as simple as that. Or if, like me yesterday, as I said, I didn't do anything and I was just like, oh, I just felt like a ball of knots. So I pulled out my trusty tennis ball and my trusty hard racquetball, you know, those are smaller, and I rolled around on them for a while. How long? Um, because that is it's such, such a great, it's called myofascial release, and it, you can do it to yourself, and it's fantastic. And you I was take, just wondering, how long did you roll around? I don't know, I only had about 10 minutes, and I was talking okay. to my son while I did it, but <laughs> yeah, it no, really it, helped. It, my lower back had just kind of gotten tight and cranky, and, you know, lower back, oh, so many people have lower back issues, but... You know, a lot of times it's caused by just a complicated mess of things going on down there. Like, you know, yoga teachers and some fitness experts are fond of saying it's the psoas. The psoas, I think it's because people like to say that word. Um, right. But the psoas <laughs> is a very deep muscle. It's very hard to reach. And then there's your piriformis, and which is a very small muscle connector. And then there's your glutes. I say that for the most part, people with bad backs, you know, unless it's some chronic real discondition, a lot of times it's a complicated mess of what's going on down there. Your hamstrings are tight, your quads are tight, your hips get tight, and rolling around on a tennis ball, especially at the end of a long day of sitting, can really release that. So you, you know, I think we've talked about this a little before, you just sort of Last week, under, or the yeah. week before. Oh, okay, as, just as, recently. But so, you know, the old tennis ball, or racquetball, because the racquetball helps get into behind your scapula in your shoulder blades. Right. It's a slightly smaller thing, so you can do that. And Lord knows we sit at computers all day, and then we have all that tension stored up in there. So if you don't have a slave child or a husband or a wife or a spouse or a dog that you can train to do your shoulders for you, <laughs> or your feet, because you can also roll the balls around on your feet, right. um, that can be a great sort of physical culture evening practice to get some of those kinks out. But, you know, I'm going to continue here because there's that physical piece there's also um, the just clearing up your space piece, the physical surroundings. Clean your kitchen before you go to bed. Clean up your bathroom. Clean up anything you're going to come in contact with the next morning that you really kind of wish you had somebody to do that for you, but there is nobody, so you got to do it yourself. So go in there, spend the extra five minutes, and just clear it all up so when you wake up in the morning, you're faced with a nice, clean space not the mess you left behind the night before. That's really simple. But people can get really stressed out by facing clutter, and they don't even realize what it is. You don't realize that it's the fact that when you opened your closet door, shoes fell out at you. Right, and you were, that, and you were assaulted. Right? But you're yep. assaulted, and any kind of assault is stressful. So I posit, especially, you know, we're just coming out of spring, headed towards summer, I say go clean out your closet. Clean out your basement. Clean out the front hall closet, the pantry. Clean it all out so that you don't feel stressed by all that clutter. 
and nasty things. I mean, I cleaned up my pantry the other day and found mealybugs in the flour. Well, right. I might have just gone in there the next day and tried to make cookies with my daughter or something and found that I couldn't because they were full of mealybugs. So, and that happens to everybody. I mean, believe me. Oh yeah, um, that's that. No, it, and it's just something it needs to get done. Um, what I keep thinking about, and th- this is an excuse, but it's something that I would love you to um, re-address. Uh, um, when people are feeling, there's the whole vicious cycle that we talk about. When people are feeling stressed, they feel time deprived, or time deprived, they feel stressed, mm-hmm. and they don't think that they 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 don't know how to make the space to do these very simple things that you are talking about. Right. And so I would uh, be grateful if you would just say once again how to stop and make that space. Well, here's a good thing to do: sit to get a piece of paper and a pen. And make a list of the five things that come to your mind first that are stressing you out in terms of things you have to do, things that have to get done, things that stress you out in the morning when you wake up and you, you realize they're not done. I mean, maybe you have to make lunch for a kid. Or maybe you have to feed a horse. I mean, I don't know what it is. But yeah. I, for example, when I'm, I'm responsible in the, when I'm in the country for feeding the horses, I turn them out, prepare their food and their water and their stall so that all I have to do later that day is bring the horse in and close the door. I find that when people make a list, figure out the things that give them kind of angst because you, know, you don't know how much time it's going to take you, and then find a way to solve that problem. My, that way of solving my horse problem was because I was finding that in the afternoon I was, like, was getting all jammed up and I was rushing over there and I was aggravated and annoyed that I had to do it. Whereas now, I set it up in the morning when I have more time and on a Saturday and Sunday, and by the afternoon, no matter how rushed I am, it's a piece of cake to, to lead the horse in, and there he goes. So you can just apply that to anything in your life. If you have to make lunch for a kid, I hate making lunches in the morning. It drives me insane. So I just make the lunch the night before. And, you know, we are all time-deprived, and you might say, well, but I have so many things to do at night. Well, but on balance, you personally have to figure out which thing makes you crazier, taking that extra minute before you go to bed or waking up the next day and feeling aggravated at trying to figure out what to put in the lunch bag. So, you know, for me, it was obvious. I just would rather have these things ready to go when I need them. You know, <laughs> a good friend of mine used to, um, we used to travel with this friend of mine, and he, they have four kids and we have four kids. And so it was like this major troop movement for us all to get going and get to the airport and blah, blah, blah. So he used to say, okay, it's the five Ps. And we, I think I've said this to you before. Proper preparation prevents poopy performance. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's not right. that word. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a really good concept, and it pertains to what we're talking about, about how to relieve stress, is proper preparation gives you less room for angst to build or for shoes to fall out of the closet at you or for, you know, the horse to not be able to get fed because you just don't have the time to do what you right. have to do. Um, so... That would be my key tip: is make yourself a list of the things, the top, and, and you could do. You don't have to do it all in one sitting. You can sort of keep a piece of paper around for things that aggravate me, <laughs> and you know, just in terms of things you have to get done, and 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 it can include like it aggravates me that when I try to go to sleep, my back hurts. I mean, it could you know include anything, and then you address either with the help of a professional or just by your own intuitive self. 
what you can do to alleviate that. So I've given a couple of examples. If it's, I hate making lunch in the morning, it makes me cranky, it makes me annoyed at my kids. Um, likewise, what the kids are going to eat. Like, I, I often, in the morning, it just, just another thing that makes me insane is sitting there fighting with kids about what they're eating. So I, I, I say to them, okay, orders, what are we eating tomorrow morning for breakfast? And if it's pancakes, make the batter, stick it in the refrigerator. If it's, you know, so, you know, take it from there, figure out what it is you need to do for yourself and in your particular family. But, um, you know, get that organized. And, and so that you, and if, you, if one of the things you need is, and we talked about this last week, in morning practice land, if you need to have five minutes to yourself to take some deep breaths and get grounded, then wake up five minutes earlier. So all those things factor into this. And right. one of the big, big, big things that I, is just, it's true for everybody, this has to be on everybody's list. Have a piece of paper and a pen by your bed. Before you go to bed, you've turned out all the lights, you're in bed, think for two minutes about unloading every single thing that's in your head that you have to take care of, that you forgot to do, that you might have to do, that is bugging you, whatever it is, write it down on a piece of paper. And it's not that you have to keep it for posterity, it's that sometimes just getting it out of your head onto a piece of paper makes you feel better because you don't have the anxiety of thinking you're going to forget something. And sometimes it's just, you know, good to have it on a piece of paper because it's good to have it down there. And no, you you're absolutely right. I had to do that last night, as a matter of fact. Just, yes. I was so fussed. And, I, I, it, fussed is the wrong word, but I was pretty sure I wasn't going to remember it and I needed to remember it. And so I reached for the piece of paper that, of course, Mercury Retrograde was not there. Mm-hmm. It's always there. The pad, mm-hmm. I mean. It's always there. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Maybe the cat had been through or something. And so it turned into a whole, you know, okay, is it worth getting up, putting on the light, getting up? The answer was yes, in fact, just to get it out of my head. Exactly. Exactly. So that I could have my stressful. It's the same principle as getting that stress out of your shoulder blades. It's stressful to leave it in there. So get it out. How do you get it out? Take a hot bath, use the rollerball. Whatever you have figured out that works, and have a little arsenal of things, because once you start getting into the habit of taking stock in the evening before you go to bed, of what you need to take care of before you go to sleep, you might find, ooh, you didn't realize it, but yeah, my back's bothering me. So have that little tennis ball ready. Have your pad ready, (laughs) Mercury in retrograde notwithstanding. And, um, you know, have your little toolbox. It's all back to my toolbox, your little arsenal of tricks for the trade. But it also can serve these lists to get you motivated for tomorrow, to know that, you know, yes, I really am going to clean out the hall closet tomorrow and put it on your list. If it doesn't get done, it'll be on your list for tomorrow too. And tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Little tricks like that to help you get motivated to do things that you know are going to help you but are really everyone can have resistance to. Of I mean, course. I hate it. I go to my closet to clean it out because, you know, I'm a big believer in this. And I go, oh, but I may just want to keep that. Oh, so on my list goes, call my friend, blah, blah, so-and-so, to come help me clean my closet. You see, that's a perfect example of where after that remained on my list for three days and I realized I wasn't attacking it because I didn't, you know, something was stopping me. And I realized, oh, it's because it's really hard to do. And I needed a buddy. So I had to put on my list for the next day, call the buddy. So I called the buddy and scheduled for the buddy to come over. And sure enough, within the end of the week, that item was off my list and completed and done. 
And the same is true if what you're trying to do is start an exercise routine. If you find that you're just not doing it, in your evening sort of going through the list of things that you want to accomplish, you realize, hmm, day after day after day, I haven't started that routine or I haven't started doing something that you promised yourself you'd do, like a walk in the park now that the weather's beautiful. You're not doing it? Why aren't I doing it? Hmm, because I don't like to walk alone. I want a buddy. Okay, on your list. Find a buddy to walk with. So, you see, you can use these little tricks to help yourself get yourself motivated. And I just want to say that we do have shows on each one where you elaborate on each of these concepts. Mm-hmm. But because we're just we're, we're pulling wonderful things out, I, this happened uh, to a friend of mine at the weekend by by Friday. Um, it, she was basically so stressed that she couldn't. She, she she was just so overwhelmed. She had so much going on mm. that she couldn't stop, and she was just. You know, her toolkit was locked in the car, shall we say? <laughs> the key was the in the pond, yeah. and the, you, you know the stated solution was: I think my sister is coming over later. She'll bring up a Xanax. Mm. And I thought, well, we just did a show about this. But yeah. absent being able to say, uh, I, I did say this to her, but it's not; it wasn't efficient. I wanted to say, okay, listen, we've got shows about this. Just go listen to the last two shows. All you need is 30 minutes. Right. What would you say you know, to someone who's like, okay, that's it. I am overloaded. I'm oversaturated. It's just, it's crazy. What, what, how do you make that stop? I'm, I'm back to the list. I think the list okay. is the most efficient way to address this because when you start making a list, A, surprising things will pop out of your head through your hand onto the paper. You know, things that you didn't maybe think were so important, but they pop out first. <laughs> Yes. So it works like that. Okay. And then so, it, it also works to hold you to it, because a lot of these things we have resistance to. 